You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Like we've always said, we've dealt with love here several times. And um, it's not really, love is not a topic we teach. It's not a topic someone preaches. It's something that is beyond saying do this or that. It's something you have to catch. Okay, so what we do when we, you know, visit the topic is to stir ourselves up again. Praise the Lord. Just to stir ourselves up so that we can all individually See the import. One of the things that I believe we should have taken from Sunday is the import, the essence God, you know, by his word has placed on us on this matter, which I believe should be, have become everybody's prayer point. Again, I know we do that from time to time. Most times February we deal on love. But more than ever, it should be a prayer point because it's so clear. You know, we say we have a category for Pentecostals, Christians. This person is born again. This person is not born again, isn't it? So those who are not born again, we believe that they will not go to heaven, isn't it? You're not in that. That's it now. Unless a man be born again, he will not what? Why are you denying the word of God? (laughs) Praise the Lord. But you see, the word of God says, let's look at, we've mentioned them on Sunday. Okay, let's look at three verses of scripture. 1 John 3.10. 1 John 3.10. And um, let's read the uh, New King James and we'll still look at the message. It says, by this, anyone has? Hmm. Yeah, by the. Hold on. It says, in this, the children of God and the children of the devil are what? Manifest. You know what manifest is? Clear. Continue, yes. Okay, two things are here now. It says, this is the way we know children of God and children of the devil. Isn't it what the Bible is saying? And he gave us in this particular passage two. It says, the number one we know is what? Whoever does not practice righteousness is what? Is not of God. That's number one. Number two is what? Whoever does not... I said it. So you can actually say to someone, instead of saying, are you born again? You can ask the person, do you love your brother? Because if you don't love your brother, I'm sorry, if anything happens, you won't, you won't make it. Give us the message translation, please. The message translation puts it, you know, it says, here is how you tell the difference between God's children and the devil's children. How? It said, the one who won't practice righteous ways. For those who call grace, grace, grace. This will answer them. Praise the Lord. The one who won't practice what? Righteous ways isn't from God. This is one. Part B of it is what? Nor is he who won't love brother or sister. It says it's a simple test. How many of us did integrated science here? You did a litmus test, have you? Acid and alkaline. 
No matter how far you go, it's very simple. You don't need to know too much. So this is one. So for this alone, the matter of love is a personal concern for you and I. Praise the Lord. It helps me establish while on this side of eternity, whose I am. May the Lord find us on his side in Jesus' name. If you go down to verse 14, verse 14, another strong one here. It says, it says, we know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. This is a strong statement. What I, I want you to see there is that it says it's giving us, you know, some, sometimes, unquote, spiritual things can be above, too far. But it's saying this, this way you can know. How many of us have, you know, when we were growing up, I don't know, the witches are still there. You had witches in your village. Praise the Lord. What was the common thing that those people had in common? They hated people. They didn't want people's progress. They didn't want people's progress. Now, theirs is manifest because they're, you know, maybe they're doing some things diabolical to push it. But the Bible is teaching us here that if in any way, maybe your own is not diabolical, maybe your own is just hissing. The sister passes, you hiss. Who do you think you are? Praise the Lord. He's saying if this is happening, then know that you have not been transferred from death to life. Very important. Give us a living Bible. It says, if we love other... Let's read it, everybody. Now, this is Bible reading. This is not sermon. Are you seeing what I'm... So, it's not left to our opinions. It's a declaration. It is something that is as serious as asking somebody, are you born again? But this time around, it's not really what you ask somebody. It's what you ask yourself. Praise the Lord. It's proof, evidence that you have been delivered from hell when you love the brethren. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. One more, First John 4, just the next chapter, verse 20. This one is very popular, we know this. It says, if anyone says, I love God, how many of us say they love God? We all say we love God, isn't it? Now, look at, let's read it together now. It says, if anyone says, but keeps on hating his brother, he's what? You see, John is direct. Praise the Lord. Which apostle do you think your pastor would have been like? You know, some people say, we'll write this and say, if anyone says, I love God, but keeps on hitting his brother, well, maybe he's not sure what he's doing. Saying, he says he is what? A liar. Clear. So there is no doubt. He said, for if he does not love, I like the evidence that John puts in his writing. He said, for if he doesn't love his brother who is right there in front of him, how can he love God whom he has never seen? Praise the Lord. Now, we are looking at those things because in this season of Christmas, we are celebrating God's love. We started on Sunday by saying the Bible reminds us or makes us know that for God does what? So loved the world. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes should not what? Perish but have everlasting life. And we're told in 1 John 4, 11, 
that if God now so loved us, then what should we do? He says we are expected, we also ought what, to love one another. One of the things I keep saying this should provoke is what then is this love? Because like we established on Sunday, love is not like. Because if it's like, it's impossible. Praise the Lord. I mean, you can't. It's not you cannot like everybody. And thank God the command is not like. It is love. And it's telling us where it's coming from. So like we saw on Sunday, what we are being asked to do is to become recipients, to receive this love and then do what with it. Transmit it. We are called to be intermediaries. We receive the love and then we do what? We pass it on. Now, if you try to look at it as you giving this love, missing out the receiving side, you're going to have a problem. Praise the Lord. I give you 100,000 and I say, go and buy me something that is worth maybe 25,000 at next cash and carry. On your way to next cash and carry, somebody meets you and is earnestly begging you, can you give me 5,000? You know that I don't collect change. How many of us that their parents don't collect change? You know some dads, when they send you an errand, you know it's an opportunity to dash you money. When they give you 1,000 to buy something of 200, they've dashed you 800. So as you're going, your younger brother meets you and says, please, can you give me 15 naira? Will you tell him, come on, get away? Don't you know economy is bad? Will you say that to him? Why? Immediately, you remember you have, your dad has already provided what? 800 buffer for you. So what do you say to him? You say, come along, come along. Why are you able to do that? Because you have received. The Christian is first a receiver. He's first a receiver. In fact, Christianity is about receiving. And that's where we have to, you know, settle it. Because it, it makes, you know, the Bible says the commandments of the Lord are not burdensome. John's still telling us that. He says his commandments are not burdensome. Now, truth be told, how many of us feel this thing is a hard thing? His commandments are hard. Only me. So you enjoy all the commandments. Eh? <laughs> Praise the Lord. But John says his commandments are not burdensome. You see, these are the things that give you revelation, that opens you to receive the spirit you know, of enlightenment. Okay, so we're going to... Let, let me deal with that since I mentioned... Why would John say his commandments are not burdensome? I wish you could find it. It's somewhere, you know, in between that three and four. You know why he would say that? Because there's a premise. Now, look at the premise. This is not where I wanted to go, but it will help somebody here. There are three ways you can obey a commandment. Three ways, that, or rather, that makes you obey somebody. The first reason you might obey is for fear of punishment. Okay? So... Um, this is Christmas. You go and buy a goat, okay? Does the goat follow you home? You beat the goat home. Abby? It moves one step, it stops. You beat it again, it moves, okay? Finally, you and the goat get home. And the goat is not happy, but it's where it's, you want it to be. Praise the Lord. That first step is when people obey God out of fear of punishment, unwilling obedience. There is no love in it. Those are the people that ask, how can I dodge this commandment? How close, how short can my, how far can I go in this, you know, how, how can I 
walk around this thing. In, in, in accounting, they taught, taught, taught us tax avoidance and tax evasion. Okay, so there are those who are obedience avoidance. How can we, you know, walk around this thing without incurring the wrath of God? So that's the first step. And you know the people who are there, they are slaves. Slaves obey, but with no affection. Okay? So every day they come grudgingly and do what they don't want to do because if they don't do it, there will be harsh punishment. Now the second group obey for their convenience. Okay? It works. Okay, so this group, you find employees. How many of us are working for people here? You work for somebody. Praise the Lord. I pray that, you know, you will advance also. But many of us, where you're working, if you had your way, you won't go to work tomorrow. Because you see, that office, they just wahala you. You just come. The man will just be sending you, sending you. But he hasn't paid you Christmas, your December salary. If I somehow planning, if I collect December salary, he will not see me in January. So every day you appear and you're smiling. So I got good morning, sir. How was your day? How are you, sir? All that smile is because you need the money to spend for Christmas. So you're obeying purely for what? The exchange for the convenience that he's going to give you back. Are you with me? So this is a dimension of obedience, which is okay. And this is where the world stops. It's direct, you know, give and take, what they will call carrot, you know, approach to obedience. So many Christians at this point, those are the people that the only time they give is you bring somebody who tells them that if you give $1,000 now, you will get 100000 So they'll bring that money. You thought that many years ago, you know, in church, many years ago, I think we're at the 10 then, we had done some fundraising, you know, we had been raising funds for some things in church, and... I thought that everybody in church had given all their money. This man came from Joss. And he now said to them that he needs 200 people that will bring so-so an amount. That if they bring this amount, so-so-so will happen. Ah, people were coming from my side like this. I was looking at them. I said, I think he said their money don't finish. <laughs> you know, I was watching. I couldn't believe my eyes. I, when the man said, I said, I didn't send you, sir. I didn't send you. These people have tried. I mean, I've explained to them why this project is important and all of that but people were just coming out now what had happened now is this these people were coming to give for the reward they will get simple the project in question is not is immaterial so this is a second level of obedience why people do things but the third level why people do things is what john was telling us i hope you found that yes thank you first john 5 3 it says, for this is the love of God that we do what? We keep his commandments and his commandments are what? Not burdensome. This third group of people, you know why they do things? They don't do it for fear of punishment. Neither do they, they do it for reward. You know what? They do it for love. They do it for love. You see, if you love God enough, there is nothing he will tell you that will be burdensome. I can't remember where I first saw it, but when Uche was a baby, my son was a baby. I'd already planned that. You see this nose that, you know, you see children, their noses are blocked with kata, and they can't breathe, and they're suffering. You know, you see them, they're breathing through their mouth and all of that. So I just prepared myself that, well, I won't let, because I'd see maybe when we go for antenatal and all of that, you know, with my wife then. So I prepared myself. 
when my son will have the kata with his nose blocked, you know what I'll do? I will carry him, use my mouth, put in his nostrils. See the way some of you are looking at me. When you have your son, God will help you. Put my mouth and suck out the mucus from his... And I'm not crying. And I say, hey, he has started again. I'll suck it down and spit. And then I'll look at him. And he's breathing well. I'm happy. It wasn't burdensome to me. You know why? Because I loved my son. When you love God, there's nothing he will tell you that will be burdensome. That's what John is writing. It's a dimension. So many don't love. That's why everything God says to you. He said, come to church early. It's wahala. Sweep the church. Problem. Bring money. Problem. Everything is a problem. You know why? There is no love. When David gave his offering to the work of God, when he finished giving, he said, this is not enough. He says, he went and brought over and above. He said, this is my affectionate offering beyond what is expected. Second pro. Do you get it now? He says, if he said, this is the love of God. When you love God, once it's God saying it, you're jumping to go. You're jumping to go. And is it a wonder that we're told, what is the first and greatest commandment? He said, love the Lord. Because when you love that, you have finished already. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, with all thy might. And then the second one is like it. Do what? Love your neighbor as yourself. When you get this, you are on your way to highway to heaven. Praise the Lord. So, this love is too important. It's too important, too essential, too essential that we get it and we grasp it. We lay hold of it. We understand it. And we understand why. This is what we are saying now from those three illustrations. Why we have to love. Okay? It's key. And what I trust God to do for you and I is to create a hunger. Our Lord Jesus Christ said to us, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. For what? They shall be filled. If you hunger for this love, you will get it. Praise the Lord. It's not a topic for just remembering. It's something that should provoke, you know, a desire in you because you need it. I need it. You see, it's just so basic. It's even blowing my mind. You know what it means? When you go to a city, a foreign city, you know, we mentioned Dubai. When you go to the city and you're admiring the beautiful houses, okay? And many of us will mention the cars, you know, this type of cars. And you're happy. Do you come back to Nigeria with the houses? Do you come back with the cars? So why is it making you happy? The same person now, follow me. The same person that went to Dubai and was happy seeing beautiful houses and beautiful... He will go to his village and see beautiful houses and beautiful cars. He said, who knows how many people that guy killed? That one a drug pusher. That one a this. That one a this. But Bele has entered. Now, all of a sudden, you were rejoicing just for sin. But when you saw this one in your neighborhood, you know what has happened? Envy has entered. And immediately, what should cause rejoicing? Or should even, you, you could actually just ignore it. Poison has entered. You see, love is not for your neighbor. Praise the Lord. You say, oh no man, nothing but to love. It's, you're doing yourself good. A very practical one is what happened, you know, I, I didn't see, but I've read it. Is it Miss Ward or what that the uh, Jamaican lady won? Look at the celebration of the Nigerian. She stole the show. She didn't win, but she's more, her story is more. I, now, I know her now more than even I know the person who won. The person won the prize, but she won the joy. That's what love does. You come to church every day. 
You can just, you can rejoice. You can, you can, you come in here. This is your father's house. You know, this is your brother. This is your sister. You can find joy just for coming. And you know what that happens? It enlarges your world. Let me tell you something. Okay. Let me ask you a question. I know a few of us may have been. How many of us have been in prison here? People are not raising hands for me. Okay. Have you been in cell? Have you been in cell? Cell. Okay. Cell, not prison. They are cousins now. In fact, cell is worse than prison. Now, let me tell you. In cell or in prisons, the environment you have there is near 0% love. And that's why it is like hell. The Spirit of God said hell is the place where there is no iota of love. Hell, there is no love. Everybody hates everybody. With full, their master Satan hates, they hate him. The person standing by the side hates. So hell is hell. Primarily, one of the reasons, apart from the fire and all of that, is that there is no love. You know, God is love. Hell is a place where there is no percentage of God. Now, heaven is heaven because God is there. And God is what? The Bible says, in him there is what? No darkness at all. What it means, sir, is that you can be on earth and decide to live in heaven. You can be on earth and decide to do what? To live in heaven. Just love everybody. Have you seen people that just rejoice for everything? Just, yeah, yeah, how are you? Ah, you know, they're just rejoicing. What is happening is that these people are creating, and you see, the weather, they taught us what? Climate and weather. What's the difference between climate and weather? Climate is over a period, Abby. Okay. You see, love creates an atmosphere. Let's use that. It creates an atmosphere. When you love, for us in Nigeria, it's like those days, you know, those cloudy, cool days. It just makes everything beautiful. But when there is hate, when there is envy, when there is strife, when there is jealousy, no matter how beautiful whatever it is, you can't feel it, you can't enjoy it. It spoils it. Somebody is ministering in the choir and the person is blessing somebody. But your problem is just that when you greeted him last two Sundays, the way he walked, who does he think he is? So the person is busy. They're exalting the Lord. You are angry with him. But he's exalting the Lord, not himself, not you. Why don't you exalt the Lord together with him? Then when he comes, like, greet him again. Praise the Lord. But you just miss everything. The whole service. People have come to church and said they couldn't receive. Why? Because the brother that offended them was ushering. And you think the devil is not scoring goals. Praise God. So in prison, you know, to make the point, in prison, everybody hates everybody. Do you know if people were put in prison and they said to themselves, all of us are under the same punishment. Can we enjoy ourselves? They'll be begging people to come out. But what happens in prison? Everybody's wicked to everybody. They'll have Samanja, this chief wicked one that will sit down and be collecting people's... See, see the way people are looking who haven't been there. <laughs> Oh, you will not go there in Jesus' name. But it's a terrible place. A place of wickedness. A place of man's inhumanity to man. Okay? Why is it like that? Because everybody coming in is coming with anger. It's coming with hatred. So when it comes, it multiplies. It already they're in a terrible environment. But that atmosphere, that hatred destroys everything further. But when there is love, it makes everywhere sweet. Someone was, you know, trying to remind Growing up, how, especially at this time, you go to the village and in one small room, about 16 cousins will be lying down. And everybody is happy because they love each other. Now, somebody is in the house, the way, you know, people are growing up today now. If a relative visits, they start frowning from money. Why? Because they're going to share my room. They're going to share my, 
Are you getting it? What is happening? You see, love is God giving you the things that he had when he created the world. You know, God had no need for us. God just said, let us make man in our image. It wasn't out of need. Now, when you love, you enter into the essence of God. So what you love, you enjoy. What you don't love, you lose the right to enjoy. Somebody might say, no, I don't have to. Yes, what you don't love, you can use, you can exploit, you can abuse, you can hold, you can hold in captivity, but you will never enjoy it. But when you love somebody or something or whatever it is, you know, somebody most likely because it's people we are talking about, you will find out that you will derive enjoyment beyond the, you know, the actual value the person contributes you have someone you know working with you in the office or a domestic staff or whatever don't look at the person as um, jack that you fetch from cross river or you know a social person from ekaite from i hope that she's the one that mentioned ekaite ekaite if you're watching i'm not the one who, you know ekaite that came from a social place don't look at the person like that look at ekaite as a precious daughter of her father and love her like that. When you love her like that, at the sight of her, you enjoy it. You won't just, Ekaite, come. Bring this. Ekaite, go. Ekaite, sit. Ekaite, go. When you do that, even yourself, you don't enjoy it. The services might be rendered, but the pleasure is not yours. Are you getting it? Love brings you into God's, you know, atmosphere, his climate. You just fit in. You see the way things were meant to work. And why is this like this? Very important. Why is this like this? It's like this because, you see, you know, we try to address some things on Sunday. It's like this because don't forget that there are two sides to this thing. There is not big man, small man, you know, rich man, educated man, in Nigeria, Oyubo man. What are the other groups we have? There are two sides. God. He said, let us come before his presence with singing. Let us bless and magnify his name. For it is he who has what? Made us and not we ourselves. He said, we all are what? The sheep of his pasture and the people of his hands. All of us, so praise God. So what he simply says is this. There are only two sides. In fact, one of the things, um, I think uh, Proverbs, is it Proverbs or Ecclesiastes? He said, the rich and the poor have one thing in common. He says, what happened? He said, God made them all. So everyone, every human being on earth has the same manufacturer. And who is that? It's God. It's God. Now, whatever you become or whatever you're not, it's God that still made you. You have not graduated to make yourself. That's why the Bible can say, nobody can redeem his brother with all your wealth. You cannot decide to say, I will not die tomorrow. I'll die in five years' time. The power is not given to you. Death is not only by hunger. Death is not only by lack of Medicare. Death is not only by lack of transportation. You see, God has reserved the right to introduce and to withdraw. It puts all human beings on the same side. Only God is on his side. Praise the Lord. Now, to love like God is saying to us to love. He's trying to tell you that in my eyes, you and you and you and you and you, all of you are what? The moment a man imagines himself on a special class, you see, he has started on the path of rebellion. He can be charged like sorcery, treason, 
Boko Haram. I said, what are the things I said I accuse him of? Even whatever. But you see, once you distinguish yourself from other human beings God created, which group do you want to enter now? You want God to shift for you. What's that thing they say in Lagos? Uh, is it, um, who enters boss in Lagos when they say shift? Eh? Sumon. Sumon. Whatever. You see, you're telling God to shift. It's two of us that are God. That's what it is. He made you. David said to us, what do you have? He says, everything that I have, what happened? He said, God gave it to me. The apostle Paul says, what do you have that you didn't receive? Somebody says, he's a professor. Who gave you the brain? Who removed the mucus from your nose like I did for my son when you were a baby? Was it your professorship? So God expects all human beings to love one another. Why? Because you're in the same category. He alone is God. That's why he says, love the Lord thy God, one, with all your heart, with all your strength, with all your mind, and then do what? Love your neighbor as yourself, because in my eyes, you're the same. Now, when a man ceases to see himself, or a person ceases to see himself, you know, or his neighbor as himself, he has created problems, and such problems that God himself cannot help you. That's why the Apostle Paul will tell us Ephesians 3, you know, that Ephesians 3, let's go to it. Ephesians 3, we can take from 14. That's why the Apostle Paul will say to us, you know, praying again. He said, for this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he will grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with mine through his spirit in the inner man. Okay. Now, Paul is praying one prayer here, but he's giving a background to it. He said that his prayer is that God will give to us according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. Is this the prayer? This is the process to the prayer. Praise the Lord. It's like somebody saying to you, I want to take you out to dinner at the Hilton. Go and dress up. Dressing up is not the dinner. Are you with me? So that you'll be strengthened with might word through his spirit in the inner man. 17 says something also. He says that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. This is like saying, so it can look good enough for us to go. That they haven't gotten to the prayer. You know, the man was, he had too much brain. So when he's saying one thing, he will go, have you read lawyers before? Here be two words that uh, this party, they just say all kinds of nonsense to say one small thing. When I read it, I'm wondering, is it so that they can charge their clients money? Here two four with that they are four mentioned and they are both mentioned and side mentioned, you know. Shall consequent upon this, I, I say, just make one simple statement. They agree that this person will bring this. this. <laughs> Hallelujah. Don't let them be paying you. Anyway, Paul was a lawyer as well. So, so he, says, <laughs> he says that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Now, he begins to get to where he's praying. He hasn't gotten there. He says that you, what? Being what? Follow me. That you being what? Rooted and grounded in love. Is this the prayer? It's not the prayer. It's not the prayer. This is the prayer. It says what? May be able, this is where it's going, to comprehend with all the saints. He still hasn't said the prayer. All he's saying here now is that this is what he wants to achieve. May be able to comprehend with all the saints. What is the width, length, depth, and height? Now to do what? To know, this is the prayer, to know the love of Christ. And then he says this thing I'm praying for you is even beyond knowing. Paul, so what are you telling us? Praise the Lord. Paul, what are you saying? What is Paul saying to us? 
Now, this is what he's saying. To know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. Why? Because if we don't know it, the second part says that you may be filled with what? All the fullness of God. Paul is saying the reason I'm going through all of this is so that God can put inside of you what God has for you. So going back to what we say, that there are two categories. God's side and our side. If I am on our side and I don't know this love, God cannot visit me the way he wants to visit me. Because I'll be stepping out of my boundaries and stepping into his boundaries and he cannot operate. So, but when I know this love, when I comprehend it, then God can fully in my life put in what he wants to put. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. If you go a step back now, which is where I believe we are now. If you go back to 17, 17 says that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That you being rooted and grounded in love. How many of us have done any bit of agriculture? You've planted things in. Did you go down to the earth and be stretching the root? Eh? The tree had to do what? It means there's something we need to do. Paul was saying here that Christ is in your heart. Now work on doing what? Establishing yourself. Saying to yourself, praying, desiring, checking yourself. Am I working in love? Is this a love statement? Is this a love attitude? Is this that you, you and I, being what? Rooted and grounded in love. That's, you know, love was mentioned several times. But this one is saying this is the foundation upon which the other one will happen. And that's where we are. This is the foundation. Now, to get this foundation, we're seeing the necessity why we have to. We're seeing why we must. We're seeing why we ought to be rooted and grounded in love. God makes some statements which, you know, I believe we'll have time to run through quickly. The Bible says in Galatians 5, 6, you know, the Apostle Paul writing to the Galatians, say to them in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but what? Faith walking through love. Faith walking through love. What does it mean, sir? First Corinthians 13 had already said to us, if I have faith, to move mountains but have no love. He says what? I'm just making noise. If I were to give my body to be burned, you know, we've dealt with that here and maybe we'll have time to do it. And have no love. He says it avails me nothing. Now, how can somebody give his body to be burned and not love? How can I give you all my goods and not love you? How possible is that? What does that mean? It means that love is so deep. Praise the Lord. It means that it's something we have to be very careful because it's so easy to say love gives. So once I give you, I love you. But what if I'm giving you to give you an impression about myself? Or what if most likely, you know, the world we live in now. What if I'm giving you so that people will know I gave you? Who have I loved? Have I loved you or loved myself? You know, in Nigeria today, say, just give me, if you like, put my, paint my name on the street. Just give me hunger, they kill me. But you see, it's just a level of Poverty that we have. But you see, the Bible is saying something here. Understanding love, it implies knowing who you are, knowing who God is, and knowing where God has placed you. You see, love simply says to me, if I understand that in the eyes of God, you and I, we have no difference. So if my brother has a need and I'm able to meet that need, nothing has happened. We have only shared people on the same side. We have only what? Shared the resources that God gave to us. But if I see somebody as lower 
And then I see that I, you know, privileged, exalted, I'm reaching down to help. Then that's why I can do something and raise my head and want to be acknowledged and, you know, applauded. But if I understand that we're in the same place, we're just, you know, sharing the thing that is available for us here. It makes it completely different. Now, why are some of those things important? Because the Bible is very clear the way it works. One of the things I just want to mention quickly. I mean, it concerns all of us. Acceptance. Love helps you to accept every brother. Let's even talk about people in church now. James chapter 2, quickly. Can you put um, maybe 3 and 4? 3 to 4 or 2 to 4. James 2. Give us 2. It says, for if there should come into your assembly a man with gold rings in fine apparel, and there should also come in a poor man in filthy clothes, three, and you pay attention to the one wearing the fine clothes and say to him, you sit there in a good place, and say to the poor man, you stand there, or sit there at my footstool, verse four, what have you done? In line with what we're learning, you have created another class that God is not aware of. Praise the Lord. You have created another class. Now, we are human beings. It's not easy. You know, it's not easy. Some people will say they are doing it for security reasons because of people who do all kinds. But God is saying, <laughs> that man you're asking, if, you read, if we have time to read further, that James was telling us here, that it's even these rich people that you're giving special treatment. That are your problems, okay? But in essence, what that is saying there is that, I'm trying to help us understand how to do this. It means I show no partiality. I don't allow it come into my mind. When I look at you, I look at you, I look at you, I see us as one. Now, if I need to make any separation or distinguishing, it must not now be based on how I see you externally. It must be in your interest. So what that explains is this. If five of us come into a place... And they asked me to sit there. Let it be that sitting there is most beneficial for me. I'm not being asked to sit there because I'm not up to those that are sitting here. So it doesn't mean that everybody will always be grouped in the same place. Just like when we say, okay, nothing more than sit there. So that it will be easy for you to exit. But let it not be that we select some people and say, stay here. Because once you do that, you have created a category that is not in the original plan. It's God or you. Are you with me? So love is acceptance. Acceptance. You walk in an office, you're privileged, you're the boss. You know when you walk in an office or a place where you're conversing with, and you see people coming in, applicants, you know, with forms, or it's, it's a day of interview, and you see people strolling in, they just come and sit down. When you come in, the way they greet you, good morning, sir, good morning, sir, good morning, sir, good morning, sir. And then you answer them like you and God are just strolling in. Good morning, sir. Mm. You don't even open up your mouth. You know why? Because the applicants, come on, he said. But you forget that you also, someday you came in and sat down there. You've not shown love. What is wrong with walking in there and say, oh, you came in for an interview. Oh, I wish you the best. I wish you the best. You see, the only person that can do that in that condition is the person that remembers that he was once there. But you see, the devil never allows us to remember where we're coming from until we fall. He doesn't allow us to remember so he can tell God, let them fall. You know, I told you here, he will trick you, then he will go and tell God, you're holy, you're righteous. You said if these people, when they're eating and are full and forget, that they have to be reminded where they're coming from. It's the same thing that will make you as a married sister, you're married, you have your children, and you see a sister, maybe possibly older than you, and then she wants to play with you. He said, please, let's go, let's go. 
As if if she touches your child, the child will disappear. No. You see, you must remember that you're one. That's what love says. Love says we're one. And if we can share, let's share. Praise the Lord. That's how we love. That's how we love. God is lifting you and you're continually making sure that everybody who comes around will not think you're different, will not think you're special. Because you're not special. If you think you're special, the devil will take permission to teach you that you're not special. That's what love is. Acceptance. You may have, you know, all the billions in the world, but remind yourself that you're just a man. You're just a man. You may be gifted to speak, you know, and, you know, even uh, dead rats will come to life. You know, everything is coming to life. Remind yourself you're not a man. Don't start walking in a way. Don't allow people, you know, to be clearing human beings like flies in front of you. You know, you get anointed and then when you're walking, they're driving out fellow human beings that God created because you're anointed. Praise the Lord. These are some of the things that help us. So love makes you accept. The other one is that it gives you value. It's in line with it. It's close to it, but very important. It gives you value for every person. These are the things that, you know, will help us to experience the fullness of God. In 1 Samuel chapter 30, we have the account of David at Ziklag after his, um, his family had been taken and Ziklag had been born. 1 Samuel 30, if you go down from about 6 down. After David had asked the Lord, shall I pursue, shall I overtake, you know, from eight down, you know. And God said, go ahead, you know, pursue, overtake, and recover all. The next verse says something happened there. It says those who were within were 600, and not all of them could go to the battle. They were weary. They were worn out. They were tired. So verse 10, he left 200 who were not strong enough. He left them behind. I don't have the time to go to that part of the story. You know, when they got the spoil, what happened? David made sure that the 600 got equal proportion of the loot. Simple. The average human being would have said, you didn't fight with us. But the one who understands love will know that the 400 of us that fought, did we win the battle ourselves? No, be God, give us victory. That's what makes you walk in love. When you're very anointed and you remember it's God that anointed you. When you're very beautiful, and you remember that it's God that made you beautiful. When you marry at 19 years and have twins at 21 years, you remember it's God that gave you those twins. But the moment you take God out of it, it's not easy to be a mother at 20-something and then see somebody who is not married at 40. When they're talking, you say, what is she talking? What is she saying there? Or you're a very wealthy man, and you see people who don't have what you have. If you're not careful... When they finish talking, say, hey, as I was about to say. It. <laughs> you know what? Because it's you and God that made the money. These are the challenges we have. So you profile immediately. But these people were weary. They couldn't go. David realized that it was not the strength of the 400. It was God that gave the victory. And if God gave the victory, all of us are recipients. If you read further down, he meets a small boy. Passed out, fainted on the road. They're a servant of the Amalekite. And what does he say? In anger, in wrath, many of us, when we're angry, we're like bulldozers. Brother annoys me. Eh? He's the one that annoyed me. Okay? As I'm passing, you greet me. I slap you. Don't we do it? Now, I have a problem. 
Just as I'm going, everybody must be a partaker of my anger. I'm angry, I'm angry. People are running away from you. <laughs> Morichi told me, okay, who told me this story? I, I think they, they said one, one guy who was almost, uh, you know, half crazy was on the flight, so in a particular flight. And um, he annoyed a lady, you know, you know, troublesome people. He annoyed a lady. And as the flight was about to take off, he felt bad and went to the lady to say, please, I'm very sorry for what I did. I was rude to you. I'm very sorry. So the lady said to the guy, the lady didn't know who he was dealing with. So the lady said, please leave me, leave me, leave me, leave me. I'm really mad. I'm really mad. You, you got me angry. I'm really mad. The guy said, if you're mad, jump out of the plane. <laughs> and went back to the You see what happened here now? If the lady had known that the person she was dealing with was only managing to come and apologize. <laughs> he said, if you're mad, jump out of the window. Now, the shame was now hers. Now, the Bible says something. Still talking about David and the Amalekite and the Egyptians. The Bible says the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. That's one of the things love will help us do. You know this thing I'm teaching? I've not graduated Eh? We are all in the, the wrath of man. Anytime you're angry, very angry, you know what you're doing almost? You're stepping up from human level and you want to operate from the angle of God. Because this thing, why should they do it this way? Why should they say this? Why should they say this? But you analyze yourself. You have done things like that too before. So love brings you down. Love gives you common sense. The sense of humanity. The sense of God is the maker. We are not. I'm not God. David saw that Egyptian. The provocation of losing his family. They could have killed the boy when he was already dead. And his people will say yes. They'll carry his head and be chanting. Now so we go kill the rest. And they may never have killed the rest. Because when God says pursue. You shall overtake and without fear recover. He was speaking as God. And his principles are the same. You walk in love. So the miracle for them there was that boy. Many of us have passed our keys. In wrath, we may have even kicked the boy and kicked out the miracle. You know, we tell people, you know, I mean, I'm not a consultant on marriage, but listen, everything in life even, employment, everything. Listen, being nice is for your own good. Being humble is for your own good. Except you have decided at the level I've reached now, I'm only ready to fall. That's what I want now is to fall from where I am. I'm not even talking of rising. I just want to fall. Then you can become proud because the Bible says what? Pride goes what? If you're just okay with where you are, don't even become proud. Being humble, being homely for a lady, being gentle for a man. It's It's not for your neighbor. This love we are learning is not for anybody. Praise the Lord. It's not for anybody. I got several jobs without interviews. Banking jobs. People who you say, come and walk with me. It's disposition. It grants you favor. Walking in some places, I've shared the testimony. I made monies that were unbelievable. Because of relationship. What does it cost competing to be the most humble person, the nicest person? It doesn't take anything from you. It just shows that you respect human beings. It's an outflow of love. Some of us, the offices where we're working... Everybody's laughing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Once you come in, 
Laughter has ended because you're just, you have no regard. I don't want to talk about some people because they might hear me one day. You know, but these things are for you. They are for you. Okay. So my, my, I, I don't know. I didn't read the full news, but I heard one of the people that they removed from the offices, you know, that when he was leaving, the people were, were clapping behind him saying, go, go, go. I mean, what embarrassment. You should be leaving your office and people are crying. People are crying. Say, oh, ah, oh, God. Oh, madam. Oh, don't be the type of person that when you leave, people say, praise. <laughs> praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, value for human beings, anybody and everybody. I've told you here, one of the times, the only time my father beat me. Have I told you here? I must have told you now. The only time my father beat me was that I called my cousin. His name was Samuel. See my poor knowledge of Bible. And I thought the name meant an insult. All of us were born, you know, were parents, but he was living with us. So he was not, you know, my parents' child. So I called him somewhere. They begged of you from the Lord. That means we were born, but you, they begged of you. Not knowing that that should have even been my desire, Baba, that I would be a special child. So my dad had it. He came out with his belt. I couldn't believe the way he was beating. He spanked sense into me since that time. Everybody I see now, my papa Bonamo. <laughs> ah, you're, you were not bad. You are special. I'm telling you, this happened maybe I must have been about eight years old or nine. But he put sense into me. Why? My father lost his parents at eight or seven. He was a houseboy. So look at you here now. Because your father is this, you're talking. He put sense into me. Since that time, get man or anybody you are, I respect you. I have not forgotten the beating. New creation has not removed that beating. And it's the same thing God is saying to us. Who are you? Who are you? We struggle. You know, whenever we teach love in church, people think it's, you know, I'm, I'm not going to smile at some people I wouldn't have smiled at. I'm not going to be patient with some people I wouldn't have been patient. Who told you they need you more than you need them? Who is deceiving you? Who is deceiving you? These are things, and, and these are things that work. Let, let me share this one. Okay, Matthew 26. In Matthew 26, our Lord Jesus Christ showed us how this thing also works. Because, you see, these are things like Pastor Nair said, that will make heaven, make our environment heaven. A lot of us here are workers here. In Matthew 26, our Lord Jesus Christ, at the Garden of Gethsemane, from 36, the Bible says he was sorrowful, and he went to pray, and he called his disciples, say, come, you know, come, let's go and pray. And the Bible said, continue 38 now. He says, he went a little further. He says, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful even today. Stay here and watch with me, 39. He went a little further and fell on his face and prayed and said, oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. He came back. When he came back, see what he saw. He came back to disciples. What did he see? They were sleeping. Remember, this was his three captains. He had left the, the junior people. And he had left all the, you know, he took the senior pastors. Three of them. Say, come, your prayer warriors. When he came back, there were all dozing. Go on, 41. What did he say? He said, watch and pray, lest they enter into temptation. He said, the spirit indeed is willing. But the flesh is what? Did he beat them? Okay, he woke them up. Go back. 42, let's go now. Quick. 
42. Again, a second time, he went away and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. 43, he came back. He came and found them. What were they doing again? Some of us, eh, it's with leg we will wake them up. <laughs> but their eyes were heavy. 44, see what he did again. 44. He left them and went away again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. 45, he came back. When he came back, the sleep that has stretched their legs. You know, they sleep that you start like this. Then there's the one you now adjust and, and make pillow with stone. <laughs> when he came back, he said to them, are you still sleeping and resting? He said, let's go. You see, love does not expect too much from people. No. Love puts the demand on itself. A good leader will not ask of you more than he is willing to give. Unfortunately, such leaders, people don't listen to them. They like those who harass them. Those who drive them. Because they're not walking from the premise that John told us. His commandments are not burdensome. When Jesus came back, he said, are you still sleeping and resting? He said, okay, but now we have to go. Because the tempter or whatever is around. Let's get up and go. As we round up tonight, I want us to pray. Lord, give me heart. Your kind of heart. Give me your love. Give me your love. You say love. All these things that we said now that are done is what everybody wants, does for himself. You make excuses for yourself. I would have gone for that prayer meeting, but uh, the way my body is doing me. You make it for yourself. I would have, I, they know now, if I had this thing, I would have done. Why are they excluding me? All of this is just love your neighbor as yourself. So let us go to the Lord and ask him. Lord, anoint me. Paul says, being rooted and grounded in love. Lord, I want to be rooted and grounded in this love. Today, today, today. Give me a heart that considers I'm not special. I'm not more special than my brother. I am special, yes. I'm special as your child. And also as my sister is special. My brother is special. They are all special. I may be the senior. I may be the richest. I may be the most gifted. I may be the most beautiful. I may be the most talented. But you are the one who made me everything that I am. Who, why should I maltreat, mistreat, despise my brother or sister? Lord, help me. And for somebody, if there is envy also, it's the same prayer. Lord, whatever that brother is, whatever that sister is, whatever is happening in that place, you are also the source. No man can of himself do anything. So what they are doing, you are the one doing it. Lord, give me a heart that loves them. Let me love them. Let me love them. Give me love in my heart. Give me love in my heart. Give me love in my heart. So that I can live in heaven while on earth. Why should I fill my heart with envy? Why should bitterness... Why should envy, why should strife find space, O oh Lord? Lord, give me love like yours. So that every day I wake up, I will be in heaven. Every day I wake up, I'll be in heaven. Lord, help me. Let the people I see, let me love them. Let the people I walk with, let me love them. Let me love my brothers. Let me love my sisters. Help me, even my enemies, give me a love for them. Give me a heart, a consideration. Lord, for them, let me have love for them. Because you are God. 
Because you are God. You are God alone. Only you are God. The rest of us are creatures of your love. You have loved us, so we want to share that love. Lord, help me. Ask the Lord for that anointing. Ask the Lord for that grace. Ask the Lord for that anointing. That it will walk in you. So that the scripture that the Apostle Paul says, that you may begin to comprehend with all the saints, the width, the length, the depth, and the height. Because as we transmit this love, our lives become vessels through which God will pass more. So let the Lord find you. For somebody, if it's a financial area that the Lord is challenging you, do it and see God walk through you. For somebody, if you are to lift somebody, encourage somebody, see God meet you. As you do what you are to do, God has much more. He says that you and I may be able to comprehend with all the saints, as all the saints should. What is the land? There is more. There is more where whatever you have came from. And there is more where whatever your neighbor has came from. Don't be envious. Somebody here tonight, you have to ask the Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me, Lord, for being envious, for being pained by my brother's prosperity, for being envious of my sister's well-being. Lord, forgive me for from where you sent it, there is more. 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 I have no need to be envious. We have the same father. He's a good, good father. He's a good, good father. Neither do I have any reason to despise anyone. Because God who gave me can also give them. And will also give them. Begin to thank the Lord. Because from him there is more. There is so much more. There is so much more. We, there is no scarcity with our God. He's a blesser. He's a healer. He's a deliverer. He's a wonder working God. And this God is our father. This is the privilege that we have. That we can call on him. And say Abba Father. And you say you are my son. You are my daughter. Tonight let us reach out. And say to him Lord I receive your love. So that I can shower it to my world. I can point to my neighborhood. I can point even to my enemies. Lord I receive your love. And in this season of Christmas. We are remembering the gift of God. Lord the greatest need my world has. Is to know your gift. To receive your gift. Lord I'm a recipient of this gift. Lord, in this season, help me. Give me a heart for the unsaved. Give me a heart for the lost. There are many walking up and down the earth who don't know that Jesus is not to be in the manger. He's to be reigning in their hearts. Lord, help me. I want you to talk to the Lord. I want you to talk to the Lord and receive that love so that it can flow through you. Father, we bless you. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we worship you. You are a good, good father. You are a good, good father. You are a good, good father. Lord, I bless you. You are a good, good father. Lord, I worship you. Thank you, O Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Okay, rise up so I can just pray for you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your word that has come. Thank you for your sons and daughters present. Thank you for those that will listen through electronic media. Thank you for those that are following. You are the God who has loved us so much that he gave your only begotten son. So today, we can judge that he that did not withhold his 
only son from us. How shall he not with him also give us every good thing? Lord, behold your sons and daughters. Every miracle that is necessary to cause their joy to be full. Jesus is greater. You have given the greater. Lord, we receive the lesser. In the name of Jesus. Beat somebody sick in the body. Let healing come. Let them jump up, oh Lord. Is it a miracle of supply? Lord, even the ravens obeyed your word. And they brought food to the prophet. Lord, the economy may be bad, but our God is good. We thank you for ravens will supply. Strange doors will open. Uncommon favor will come. And your children shall have their needs met. In the name of Jesus. Are there those lonely? You set the solitary in families. You are the God who made man to fellowship with man. Lord, I lift up your children. In every area represented here that is called a need. I declare you are more than enough. And your supply reaches your children. Your supply reaches your children. They receive of the abundance of your love. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you our father. And we receive for our nation your love. We declare that Nigeria is the Lord. And God loves Nigeria. We stretch our hands and we receive your love over this nation. Our president may not love us. Our leaders may not love us. But the Jehovah, the King of Kings loves us. And he is the one who changes times and seasons. He is the one who gives kings and puts men in authority. Lord, let your love come down upon this nation. In the name of Jesus. Let there be shouting and rejoicing, O Lord. By reason of your mercy and your provision. We thank you, our Father. We give you the praise. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Praise the Lord, somebody. Praise the Lord, somebody. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.com. God bless you.